Thank you so much, BBS Radio, for making it possible for the projects that win free with the help of many other people are being broadcast worldwide over the internet through your services. We greatly appreciate it. Today is Monday, April 26, 2021. My name is Gijs Minderhout. I'm located in California, Los Molinos, and this is as usual a simulcast with a conference call. We wait for people to join in. And for Win Free and Terry Brown to present themselves, and let's see what this show is going to bring us. I believe one person joined in. I welcome you, and if you want to, feel free to say your name and location. But of course, only if you want to, we welcome you. And I'm going to play a song. Composed by Winfrey, and it's Billy, I can't remember his last name, who is singing here on this record. Everybody loves you. All right, we had a few more people join in. Welcome to you folks. If you want to, feel free to say names and locations. Hi, hi, it's Jeannie and Citrusite. Welcome, Jeannie. Thank you. And Lauren from Ports, Washington. And welcome Thank to you, Lauren. Hi, guys. Hi, Lauren. Hi. Anyone else? Feel free to speak up. Hi, hi, Shirley from Ohio. Welcome, Shirley. Hi, Shirley. Hi, Shirley. Hello, hello. And we are live on BBS. So, to you folks listening in online, welcome to this show. A one-hour show with Winfrey, located in Sedona, Arizona. And let's see what's going to happen. Wait and see. Almost a third of the year has gone by. Amazing. It's amazing. Seems like it just started, huh? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if William's going to come on. What was the plan for tonight? Well, um, Wynn had said that he he was probably going to be coming on one of these Mondays, but he didn't say which one for sure. Right, right, right. It was interesting, the uh, channeling yesterday morning during the call with uh, the insight they gave on the, uh, on the negative elite. Uh, yeah. In relation to the karma, and uh, so if you're listening in on BBS radio, um, there are many channelings available 24/7 on the internet, no charge. There's a website by the name of thespiritchannel.net, and it's a mixture of information. With the, it is it is a tremendous amount of mind blowing information. First off, of course, you need to align yourself with those sources that are speaking through a 
particularly Teddy Brown. And there are also channelings from uh, Daphne on the Spirit Channel. Good evening. Welcome to the conference call. Feel free to say your name and location. It's Roger in Austin. Hello, Roger. Welcome. Hello, Roger. Good evening, Heist. Hi, everybody. And the next caller that joined in, we welcome you. Hi, Joy from Squim, Washington. All right, let there be Joy. Hi, Joy. <laughs> Hi. Welcome to the next caller. Please say your name and location. We welcome you. Back to welcome to the conference call. Please say a name and location. Hi, hi, Janine from Lake City. Hello, Janine. We can anyway. Bad connection will be here. You thank you for being here. Hi, Janine. You're welcome. Who else? Hi, Nevada. Terry in Nevada. Welcome, Terry. Thank you. Hello. Hello. Hi, Jimmy. Hello. Hello. Let's see. We have some background noise. I might, if I mute you, don't, nothing personal, but we have some noise coming back from one of the phone lines. Good evening. Welcome to the conference call. Please say a name and location. This is Terry in Sedona. Terry. Hello. Hi. Hi, everybody. Hi, Terry. Good evening. Welcome to the call. Please say name and location. Hello. Hi, it's Jane in Pennsylvania. Welcome to you, Jane. Thank you. Hi, everybody. Thank you for being here. And if you just joined in online through BBS Radio, we welcome you. Thank you for being here. And right after this show, we go over to another conference call. The whole Planet Healing Gathering. We do every day, seven days a week at 7 p.m. Pacific. You can find the information at wholeplanethealing.com. And what you see there is the phone number to dial in, which is 712, really, 712-770-4340. And the access code is 250-513-POUND. Welcome to the next caller. Please say name and location. It's Wynn in Sedona. Hello, Wynn. Welcome. Hello, Wynn. Hi, Wynn. Hi, Wynn. Hello, everybody. Mm. Uh Uh-oh. Everyone's quiet. Mm -hmm. Wait a second. 1-3-2011. Good evening. Welcome to the conference call. Thank you for being here. All right. I'm going to turn things off.
Hello, anybody home? Yes, we are. Welcome, Cecil. Hi. Hi. Huffing and puffing. I've been out mowing my lawn. All right. And someone else brought in welcome. Thank you for coming out of the water. What's your name? Debbie, California, Costa Mesa. Hi, Debbie. Hi, Debbie. Hi. Hello. I love that. When are you ready? Almost. <laughs> All right, let's get started. All right, so we have uh, 47 minutes left. Okay. All right. I thank everyone for being here. Muted. Today it is April 26th. Monday. The recording has started. This is April 26, 2021, Free and Terry Brown in Sedona. And this is our law card night. And tonight I'm going to do one of our classic replays of a call we did on DNA. And six on nine, we have 15 minutes. I might start it in about six minutes so we can play the whole thing. Here we go. This is June 3rd, 2013. And this is our Monday night conference call. And we are going to continue tonight with one of the most interesting topics that we've had on these calls, which is how the universe was created. And this is Wynn and Terry in Sedona, and all of you everywhere that you are, and consciousness is there. And so, in another mystery, and it could create its own rules and laws, and awareness are, if we have the right, the Elohim, and they were having fun with this new idea of creating frequencies and creating physical reality and spinning out galaxies and planets. And the way it felt when they were explaining it is as if they were creating this and it was all, wow, look at that. It was almost like uh, somewhat of a fish tank that they were observing the creation. And I, I think that part of them had to be held in the frequencies that were created. I think so. So this kept evolving. And then there were planets, there were stars, and each 
part of the universe, each aspect of it, was given free will. It had an energy field around it, and it could create its own rules and laws. And basically, I could see the Elohim didn't want to supervise this. They didn't want to be the boss. They wanted it to all evolve, and um, and it did. And and each subset of the universe, from the the, the galaxies to the solar systems to the suns to the planets to the humans. There was a free will projection saying, you can create the rules around your existence. And then if there were a bunch of beings on a given planet, they would be within the context of the rules of that planet, that that planet created. And there was a lot of experimentation that was going on, and one of the, I, one of the things was the development of DNA. And DNA, as I understood it, was part of life forms that could hold an imprint of the entire universe, a microcosm that would hold the imprint of the universe. But in each, the DNA had to be programmed. And as it was programmed, it would become individuated in a certain way. So it had the potential to hold the universe, but more than likely, it was in a much more contracted space. And then there were different beings that were growing through all of this and different planets with different beings and the Elohim had the goal of creating a what's the word? A process where the beings, at least the, the men beings, the human-type beings, and I say human, I don't mean human beings here because I could mean uh, other planetary populations as well, would grow into the experience of all that is, which sometimes is called going to Godhead in this realm. And that part of the way this experience would be generated would be through the evolution of DNA. So a being who was in a contracted DNA space could keep expanding through the universe to be an expanded DNA space. And... This is all going on, and it keeps getting more complicated and more complicated. And there are a couple things that happened 
that they learned by observation. One of the things was when there was a planet solar system that created the rules around that solar system where everything was easy, the, the beings in that solar system would not evolve very quickly. In fact, um, they just stayed there and enjoyed their existence. And, and this was according to the Ra group. They, they, they just were having fun, but never evolved. It would be like the child of a rich person who had a privileged life. They have a, a lot of fun in their life, but they may never evolve into greater awareness or wisdom because they don't have any challenges. So there was an idea to, to create more of a pressure cooker down here and bring in the element of duality or negativity. And it was coming about as a natural outgrowth. And what that meant, as you all know, is to be in an environment where there's positive and negative and it becomes a pressure cooker. It becomes, can you master that, or does it master you? And, of course, we're in that pressure cooker. Another element that seemed to come about in this evolutionary process is that Elohim's souls would then come into this realm, and they could occupy... I don't know if they built bodies for themselves. We never asked that in particular. But they could occupy bodies. And they would have the experience of being in this realm. And then they could go back and forth. They could occupy bodies and go back to their celestial space. And apparently, uh, they started getting stuck in bodies here. And... Part of what got them stuck was when they were occupying a body. Now, this is, um, I'm, I'm, I think I'm getting this right, and, and, and they're listening so they can correct me on this, uh, on anything I'm saying. This is how I recall. We have like five or six awesome conversations through Terry on how they created the universe. And... Um, and this is summation, as I recall, of those things. But I recommend that you go into the Spirit Channel and do a search on how the Elohim created the universe and listen to those five or six things, because there's a lot of cellular triggers in understanding all of this. It's not just intellectual knowledge, because we're looking at how we you and I got to where we are now. And it's pretty much of a mystery for most people. And, and there's aspects of the mystery in the way that I'm talking about this that I don't think very few people have ever been exposed to. So the Elohim would start getting stuck in this realm, and they would get caught up in reincarnation. Now, you know, 
those of us who are saying we want to get out of this realm, then there's 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 something here to be thought of, and that is it was indicated that it was through sex that they got stuck. Now, does that mean you have to give up sex to get out? I don't think so. There's more to it than that. But sex can, you know, the path in can be the path out. And the key is, is the experience of the sexual experience, the personal experience, and how you can experience the law of one in the connection with another person, as opposed to using them and gratifying yourself. That's probably what gets you stuck. It's the experience of oneness that gets you unstuck. One way to get unstuck. So, the Elohim that got stuck in this realm, some of them, Maybe all of them, and this is one I don't have the complete answer to, we might ask this tonight, um, forgot that they were Elohim. They were just another being caught in the reincarnational cycles of whatever planet they were on. And some of them apparently remembered. And, and the ones that remembered had, were able to do DNA manipulation. They had very advanced understanding of how DNA worked. And a lot of species in this realm got created, not by the celestial Elohim, but by the DNA manipulation of the terrestrial Elohim. And they were still stuck in this realm. And... They were Elohim, and because they were Elohim, they had a lot of power. They had a lot of ability, a lot of leadership, and they found that they could get the other beings in this realm under their thumb, and that it was seemingly more fun to be in this realm when you had slaves, when you had possessions, when you had land, when you had sex, when you wanted it. And so, so, thus began the development of the negative in this realm, from a seed state. And we're talking probably billions and billions of years that this was all evolving. Billions of years of our time. But from the Elohim time, it was like a flash. From They probably can look at it from the very beginning till now, and they don't experience billions of years. They experience time differently. So now you have the beginning of the negative. Sometimes people, the negative elite, the control patterns, the enslavery patterns that are evolving in this realm. And it's because they're very advanced souls that have the ability to control other people. And sometimes when you look at politicians 
and you hear them talk. And regardless of what they're saying, many of them have a composure that you and I may not have. That's an indication that they come from this lineage. And so then there were attempts to break this realm out of all the slavery patterns that were developing. For example, Jesus would have been an attempt like that to bring, uh, uh, how would I say, to bring the evolution potential to an individual person regardless of their money, just as a a new template that could be involved in the evolution of all the beings, the humans anyway, on this planet. And, of course, all of those other sources that were into controlling everybody, and believe me, this is going on right now. This is not in the past. All those sources that were controlling people were not happy with having someone come in who could change the path because the people that would get out of their control pattern would be then free of that. You can't be controlled unless you allow it. Um, And so I should mention that, um, uh, that biblically they talk about the fallen angels. And what I'm describing is the fallen angels, the Elohim souls that came into this realm, and instead of uplifting it, got into the, the pattern of controlling it. And, and what happened is these control patterns went up very, very high, um, not just in the physical human level, but in even energy levels, at high places. And as Carla Ruckert often talks about, service to self, service to others. And, you know, sometimes, to my way of thinking, she makes it too simple. She says, well, you just have a choice. Make service to self, service to others. And I don't think it's as simple as having a choice. You can start out with a choice, but there's a lot more to it than your willpower can enforce. For example, the service to self beings, uh, in a certain extent, didn't have the freedom to suddenly change because what happened was they were getting energy from things below them. And they lost the ability to get energy from things above them. And they got stuck with this insatiable appetite for energy, and they didn't know how to get out of it. And when they stopped getting energy from what's below them, they would feel empty. They didn't know 
how to go to source and get energy. They had to get it from what's below them, which they had to work really hard to get. Now, now, now they could evolve through dimensions just as well as service to others. But according to the Raw Group, they needed a 95% dedication to service to self. They had to manipulate everything around them so it would give them energy. And, you know, from their family to their whatever they did, and many of them went into what sometimes is black magic as ways of getting energy pointed towards them. And if they could get 95% pointed towards them, they could evolve through the dimensions. They couldn't evolve all the way. They'd have to switch at the top, but they could get very high. And at the the higher levels of dimensions, there are very powerful service-to-self beings that are attempting and perhaps succeeding at programming all the levels underneath them so that by this time it gets to this level, it's hard to figure out where it's coming from. But um, another interesting question that was answered in all of this was, where do souls come from? Where did you come from? How did souls originate? And I had that question for a long time because, you know, there's times on this planet where there are a few hundred thousand people and then we have six billion. How does that work? That, uh, is there, is the, I, I think the way I asked the question was the creating souls for a new body. Do they have a soul creation machine? And the answer was no. The process was automated, so to speak. And the way it worked was the DNA, in the way it was programmed, would attract energy out of the light pool of energy, and it would form the energy around the DNA. And that forming of the energy around the DNA became an individuated soul. And then when that physical body died, the individuated energy that was created around that DNA for the first time would continue. It didn't die. It stayed and it had awareness and it would look for another body, and then we'd have this reincarnation aspect, and it was trying to learn from going from one body to the next to the next. And this is about uh, a quick summary, about as far as I got, and I'm sure there's more information in the archives. Terry, um, do you remember any of that? Hello, Terry. Yes. Um, could you repeat that last sentence? Uh, by the way, you're very clear now. 
I okay. said, um, you were in a trance. I don't even know if you remember all of that stuff. But um, does that sound... Do I have that fairly on target? Um, could you say a short sentence? <laughs> no, what? Forget it. <laughs> no, no, because I was in trance, but I, I'm... Well, you know I what? Can, why don't I, I'm why here don't I, now. Why don't I ask them? Because I just told... You know, for the last 15 minutes, I was kind of doing a review of all of those calls we did on how the Elohim created the universe. And I was just asking you if uh, if you have anything to add to that from your human memory. But maybe, you know, you weren't listening really attentively because you're already going out. So yeah. <laughs> we we can just move right to them and let them um, correct it and ask some more questions, okay, All right. about about this process of All right. the, the, the creation and the evolution of the universe, okay? All right. And um, let me call in the light, and we'll see how this goes, because maybe we'll do another one unless some of you... Uh, send in some questions. This is a, an incredible topic. I mean, if, if you realize that, you know, the foundation of almost every religion has this idea of how the universe was created, and there was this God form that said, let there be light, and this might be the actual explanation for how it worked, how it works. So, Father, Mother, God, we ask for the presence of the light to surround and protect each person here, and any negativity be taken to the highest realms of light and transmuted for the highest good of all concerned. We see ourselves in the flow of energy radiating from the center of the universe through the galaxies, through the Milky Way, through the solar system, through the outer energy fields of planet Earth, through our bodies, and into the center of the Earth. And right now, we invoke a group energy connection while maintaining the sovereign integrity of our souls. And we invite those sources that are positive, service to others, honoring the law of one, to join with us. We create a protected space that only the positive has access to, and anything not of that nature must leave now. And we invite our sources, our Elohim source, um, and Ra, if they have something to contribute, to uh, just make any comments to the review I just did, um, or corrections. Thank you. We greet you in the love light of the one infinite creator. We are joyful to be with you. This is the 3rd of June, 2013. And we love this topic because it is a topic that is dear to us. Uh, before the creation of the universe, the planets were set up where 
by, and you might call them even rules, where energies could follow and could form. And these are of the highest nature, is they set the... Mm, guidelines for the creation and the Elohim us and other groups were of a lower nature in working with guidelines that had been set up of the nature of the all that is. One of the major things was that the all that is started out as one being, so that when it began to divide, uh, it began to have to learn lessons of love, of sharing, uh, and how. In, in the benefits of being aware and having another uh, to shine off of, then the two of them could know of their own existence. So as things developed, individuals began on a long track. Awareness is to start and then to have experiences to become aware of another so that awareness um, has part of it something to be aware of. If you don't have anything to be aware of, then... Um, there is nothing that when you have two, now you have something to be aware of and to be aware of you. And so it has been a great expansion of getting, the one being getting to know itself. There were the guidelines, as we mentioned, set up on the division of entities, the mathematics that went into the development of focusing mechanisms, the mathematics that went into the creation of vibration, uh, in a sense, it is a musical um, universe where everything uh, has a frequency and a vibration, and um, this is part of the development of uh, being to be put together according uh, to different the vibrational frequencies that then work to 
together to form a life form. Do you have further questions? Were these vibrational frequencies, how did they know what the outcome was? Was it experimentation, or could they formulate in their mind, if we do this, this will happen? It was beyond mind. Its mind was developed as time went along. It was instantaneous recognition of another awareness, instantaneous joy, instantaneous experimentation of what could be done to look another awareness uh, straight on and to see the different temper, temperances, the different tones, uh, the different makeups, and to realize that different awarenesses were beginning to have different attributes made of different vibrations and different identities developing as they had experiences. It is an experiential universe in the learning of love is one of the main things that as an individual experiences they come back to their own nature of all being one and of compassion and loving. When the original subdivisions were taking place, were they all created with a, an identical template and then they evolved their template through their experiences with the others? Or were they created so they had different templates? There were different templates depending upon the logos in which they found themselves is they took on the characteristic frequencies of the major logos that they were a part of, and it gave them outcomes that were particularly um, brought about uh, by the availability of the uh, original template of that particular logos. So it sounds like even before there was a physical universe, there was a non-physical universe of divisions, subdivisions, subdivisions 
of pure energy forms. Is that yes. that's accurate? Yes. Yes. Another question is, in the early sessions we did on this, it was indicated there were five universes. I believe that was correct. Is that yes. still correct? Yes. Um, does that mean there were five one infinite creators, or was there one infinite creator that subdivided into five, and each one became the creator of their own universe? Yes. There was one being of which all are made, all of the universes. And mm-hmm. each universe um, became a major subdivision and began its own uh, journey. And were all these universes created simultaneously, or were one was one created and then went on to create another one? It was not exactly simultaneously. At first there was one, and then it began to um, coagulate the energies uh, in a a way that uh, set it off from the others. Mm Mm-hmm. And... Is there any interfacing between these universes? Uh, there is some interfacing. There is um, an energy connection between them. And um, there are some beings in um, those universes that can uh, get together and, and uh, talk with uh, beings in the other universes and compare notes to how things are done and uh, how that particular universe is faring. Mm-hmm. And... Do beings ever leave one universe and incarnate in another, or appear in another? It is not likely that they would, although it has been done for an extreme wander to um, isolate out from one universe and find himself in another Thank you. And did all these universes end up having the same problems as exist in our universe? Or did some turn out better? There are meetings uh, concerning the differences in how they turned out and are turning out since it is a work in progress. And some of them have different problems than others, um, but majorly they have a similar major problem that once an individual isolates out, then 
they still feel all the need of love and all of the love of the one. And it is hard to reconcile uh, the uh, physicality or the mm, uh, manifestation um, in the uh, unilateralness of the um, separation and uh, they remember the uh, love of all and still expect that however they're experiencing separation and um, it is a juggling act to learn how to love the other uh, as oneself when one is so uh, separated and they all have that similar problem is all of the individual parts are learning the um the the importance and and the truth of love now as i recall you know there are a number of places in our universe in things we know about uh, where i've read that there was life to start with. There's the Andromedans, Andromeda Galaxy, the Pleiadians, the Lyrans, and perhaps more. In which area of our universe did life first start? Always conscious. And as you become more attuned to that fact, you will begin to recognize that even the rocks, even the uh, paper, even uh, any manifestation of objects has a consciousness. And as you become more aware, you can become open to communication from the consciousness of different um, material things. You are not simply alone, a life form in an isolated world. All is conscious and interactive. But there, there is something different about the human template. And when I say the human, I don't mean just earthlings. I mean beings with legs and arms that can think and plan and expand themselves. Yes. Yeah. Where, where, where was the first entry of that... Um, I'm using human, but it's not the right word because humans are usually considered earthlings, but the the beings that could hold higher awareness than, say, the rocks and the stones. It took a good 
great deal of time for development, and the development started uh, with the Elohim and the creativity and development of what um, they creatively considered uh, would be a viable um, housing for an entity to uh, manifest in um, a uh, planetary circumstance. And so they um, developed these housings and energy beings developed these housings in an energy format. They developed a template a template that would then um, express the DNA um, and the DNA would then bring to it uh, the genes, the instructions for the writing of the um, human form. It was a matter of taking the energy concepts and template um, to the next step would be to bring it into a gene um, format um, with each gene having uh, parts to it, chromosomes, be it would be able to um, format the individual areas of what was in the original template and then to take the energy format and to gently and carefully uh, using mathematical formulas make the DNA, um, and then within the DNA to make minuscule sub-units of instructions, the, the energies around the model could begin to uh, bring in and to begin to develop a thin light body form. And um, the light body was the first thing to um, be made. And to be made in the template um, that had been devised as uh, desirable. And many of these were reworked to be more um, uh, uh, viable in in a manifested uh, sphere. Uh, there were many mistakes, um, and it took many uh, years millennium to um, devise something that um, would 
the uh, workable and would achieve manifestation in Zen. Um, without regard to size, to be formatted so that the energies could reproduce in the template could reproduce. It was a mathematical achievement uh, to bring I think I think we're reaching the end of this session. It's about six fifty seven and PBS is coming to a close. So um we have maybe about one minute that you can say something and and maybe we'll do another one of these soon and go a little deeper and further. Thank you. And we thank each and every one of you. And we make the connection with those that wish to have the connection made. And we extend our love to each of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Terry. Thank you, um, all of you. Just uh, a mention on Thursday, I'm going to be doing a little just networking get-together in the Phoenix area, and I'll send a notice out. All right. All right. Here we stop the recording. Ben, are you here? I'm here. Can you hear All me? Right, great. Yep. Okay. That was, that was a good session. Definitely. All right. Well, let's unmute everybody. and. I don't know if VBS is going to put us on or not on Whole Planet Healing. We will find out. We do just stay here. But otherwise, the phone number is, if any of you are listening, uh, 712-770-4340. And the PIN is 250-513. And if you go to wholeplanethealing.com, you can find the uh, the phone number there as well. Unmuted. Thank you from Seattle. Thank you, Cecil. Thank you all. No one else is saying goodbye today. (laughs) Oh, I said goodbye, but I said goodbye through mute. Squim liked it Uh, very much. (laughs) uh Yeah, fascinating. What's that this Beatles song? Is no longer being recorded. You say hello. I say goodbye. 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 Bye. 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 Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. BBS. <laughs> Sorry. Are you reading, Cecil? Hi there. We're a little Hi, Cecil. Little... It's Jennifer. <laughs> Hi, Jennifer. 
A little late getting getting off of the other call. Yeah, yeah. They'll be coming along. And Lauren. Hi, Lauren. Lauren. Hi. Hi, Lauren. Hi. Hey, Terry's here. Hi. Hi, everybody. Hi, Terry. Hi, Terry. Nick's right in there, kiddo. (laughs) (laughs) That was a great call, uh, call, Terry, from the last we just did. Yeah, that was. Thank you. Yeah, uh, it's like I I even get stuff out of it. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. I told you to get out of the light now, please. You cannot succeed. Please go out. Can you hear you? Hello? Hello? Come in, come in. Hi. Right. Hi, Lynn. Hi, Lynn. Nobody's saying hello, huh? Yeah, no, kind of floating around here without a pilot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is, 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 there a Dan, is there a Daniel on the line? We do have BBS now. Oh, we do? <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're on. Hello to everybody in BBS. We'll, we'll be starting in three minutes. But um, just briefly, if you're listening in and you never listened to Whole Planet Healing, we started doing a call every day at 7 o'clock. And originally it was supposed to be 15 minutes, and now it's an hour. And over the time of communicating with the Elohim, I learned that they that they had the ability. I don't like to say answer prayers because it turns us into a religion, which we're not. But um, they had the ability to add their energy to our intentions to. create better outcomes for our planet right now, which is critical. And that's why we started doing these calls. And um, people who have been regulars on our calls and have observed things have seen many phenomenal things happen. And um, would you like to say your name and your city? Hello. <clears throat> Never mind. Well, I didn't. I didn't say it earlier, but Joy from Squim came in a while ago, so I'll take hey, that Joy place. from Squim. <laughs> Hi, Joy. Hey. Welcome okay. to the call. <clears throat> Thank you. Hi, it's one of those Molinos. Hello. Hi, hi. Oh, hi, hi, hi. So they add to intentions, and we're just a tiny little group here, but. We have seen ourselves. Hi, Bonnie. Hi. Hi, Bonnie. <laughs> Hi, Bonnie. Hi, guys. Hi, Bonnie. And we've we've actually we've actually become a little community. And anybody out there that wants 
to be part of this and help make a difference on our planet is welcome. And also people who feel like they're disconnected, which a lot of people do now. They don't feel part of anything. Nothing is working for them. There's an energy on these calls that creates community. And um and care. And so anyone's welcome. This is not a click. Um but it may may seem that way because the community is is community feeling is so strong because everyone knows that it works. But people that are just listening for the first time have to say to themselves, and I don't blame you, I would say this, are these guys nuts or are they really doing this? The dings are off. The dings are off. So we're going to start. You want to do it, Heise? You did really, by the way, you did very well yesterday, okay? And also, I asked asked them today. Yeah, well, I got to tell you this. (laughs) Come on. I'll talk faster. Uh, I asked them today about the thing you brought up about you didn't think it was a good idea to talk about certain right. things remember and they disagreed okay <clears throat> they said when we mentioned them it puts the prayer or the intention right into that thing and, and it was better to say it so good muted the recording has started Welcome Hello. to this today's episode of Whole Planet Healing. Thank you all for being here. And thank you, George, for being here. Yes. So today it is April 26th, 2021. And in this first part, we have Joy and Squim Washington, who's going to gr- help us, guide us, ground our energies, calm us, Get us connected. It's a great start of this whole planet healing call. Thank you so much. Enjoy. Thank you, Heist. Okay. Everybody get comfortable wherever you are, lying down or sitting in a chair. Let your body just think. Let it just start to kind of melt. And you might think of sinking into your bones while all your muscles relax around you. And then for those with your feet on the floor, you can just make that mental connection uh, or energy connection between your feet and the earth. Mother Earth, she's got all this richness that she's sending up to us. So. This call is all about freedom of choice, free will. So be sure and follow your own plan if it works better for you than what I'm saying, but you're welcome to join along if you wish. And just as you're welcome to take in the energy that's coming up to us from Mother Earth. And one of the things that we can do 
is put your hands so that their fingers are uh, facing forward, but the palms are down. So your hands are parallel to the earth. And just for a moment, just sit there and see if you can feel the energy coming up into your hands. And while you're doing that, you might be taking three deep breaths. And then, after you've done that, you might turn your hands up, palm up, and feel for the flow of energy that's coming from the center of the universe to our planet. Feel it coming to your hands from our sources who say that they're on these calls with us. And, but you have to invite them and they're not going to intrude if, unless invited. You feel that energy coming into your hands. You can let it flow into your body and mix with the energy from the earth. So you're thinking, your body is sinking down. But at the same time, you're filling with this powerful energy from these two different types of sources. And you can put your hands with your fingers pointing straight up toward the sky or the ceiling. Palm out. If you feel an energy coming to you that way, and we can imagine that our group is all in one big circle. And so the people on the other side of the circle, to them you're sending this energy, and they're sending theirs to you. And then you can slowly rotate your hands to the right and the left so that their palms are facing the other people's palms who are next to you. And feel that, wow, feel that energy. And you might feel your own brightness lighting up even more. And by now, we're probably much calmer than we were at the start of the call. And we can take this calmness and we can offer it to the earth. And earth can choose to use it where it's most beneficial. Okay. So, hi. Thank you. Thank you, Joy, for getting us where we are right now. And that brings us to the doorstep into this energy field that CISO is going to help us create an energy field of protection by calling in guidance by reading the invocation, which we do daily here. 
Chris Cecil. Thank you. Thank you, Heis. And thank you, Joy. Father, Mother, God, the one infinite creator, we ask for the presence of the light to surround and protect everyone in attendance and any negativity be taken to the highest realms of light to be transmuted to the highest good of all concerned. We see ourselves in the flow of energy radiating from the center of the universe through the galaxies through the Milky Way, through our solar system, through the outer fields of planet Earth, through our bodies and into the center of the Earth. Right now, we invoke a group energy connection with all those present that are open to do so while maintaining the sovereign integrity of our souls. We invite those sources that are positive, service to others, honoring the law of one, to join with us. We create a protected space that only the positive has access to. Anything not of that nature must leave now. And back to you, Eyes. Thank you, Cecil. So, Whole Planet Healing started a few years ago. And this was set up by Winfrey with his associate, Terry Brown. One of several projects that we as a group of people, online friends, partake in, or at least have the option to partake in. And Wynn is here with us tonight, and so is Terry. And I want to hand the microphone to Wynn to introduce Terry. Please, Wynn. Wynn, I can't hear you. I can hear him talking, so he might be muted. Okay. Let me see. Let me find him over here. Hold on one second. Let me go and knock on the door. <laughs> I see, Mira, I got it, I got it, I got it. Okay, Wynn, go ahead. Uh, hi, Scott, Mary, you want us trigger figure, finger, right? <laughs> yes. I, 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 only, I only mute noise-making lines. <laughs> you get me all the time. <laughs> all right. Well, so, Wynn, please, yes, if you want to go ahead and introduce Terry here. Thank you. Yeah. All, all I'm going to say is that what happens on this line and what happens on our work is beyond your wildest imagination and mind. And I didn't make this up. Uh, I found myself in a circumstance that. It took me three years to believe it was real. And it's been evolving and evolving. So check us out carefully because it can change your life. And um, and it's all 
do to Terry, who woke <laughs> me up in the middle of the night and said, get a tape recorder out. And a voice came through her that said, told me to ask some questions, which has been going on for years now. And um, the voice that was talking to me said they were the Council of Elohim, and that, now, don't believe this, but they created the universe. They existed before there was a universe, and they have been answering the most impossible questions, uh, one after another, after another, for years and years. And I turn it over to Terry. Yeah, it's... It's really amazing because what happens is uh, like somebody will ask a question and I won't be in the channeling mode and I'll think nobody could answer that. And then I, and then I get in the channeling mode and they come in and, and oh, that's easy. It, it's like when I'm connected to them, it is just beautiful. It is amazing. And I am so honored to be able to do this work and to bring this through. And one of the most important things that they say is that each and every one of you on the line, you are not alone. That they are there. And there are these robbers. They are there. And they are connecting with us. And they're a little bit hard for us to connect with because they are out of our range of perceptives. We have a certain frequency range, which we can easily see here. And when we get, we're talking to them, uh, they're outside that range. But uh, when you get more um, of perceptive ability, then the they are there and can be brought through. Uh, yeah, it happened and started in 2002, and uh, we have thousands of uh, questions and answers, and they're on the spiritchannel.net, the spiritchannel.net, and you can go there and listen, and some of them have transcriptions. And back to Heist. Thank you so much, Rin and Terry. So this was Terry Brown, who has, as he said, performed many channelings. And we have Bonnie in Corona, California, who is here with us, who daily presents one of those readings to us here on this call, at least part of it. And Bonnie, please go ahead with what you have chosen for us today. Okay, hi guys. Uh, we're going to go return to this call we were reading from last night. And this took place uh, July 28, 2010. And last night we were reading, they were describing uh, life in the fourth dimension. And, excuse me, let me find my spot here. Okay, so where we left off, they were talking about that you are the creator of your own life, and it'll be that's how it'll be in the fourth dimension. And when asked a further question, 
And he asks, when you enter 4D, let's suppose you enter 4D, and you do through your astral, and you do create a body, and you end up in a new world, what will it be like? Will it be like the century we are in now, or will it be different? Will there be evolution in this world? And Ra'an, through Terry, answers, it is more like a world of the 18th century. If one could walk around, one would see women in lovely dresses, although sometimes people could be displayed as from the future with hair that is pulled back or spiked and short dresses. And there is not the judgment on the different dresses as those who dress in this manner or form a different realm. And they are very entertaining and very intelligent. And it is looked up as in favor when one of those intermixes with one's group there. There are fields of grass and winds that blow. It is very much like an 18th century earth with some modifications from the future where there are transportation systems that are not known of in this earth wherein one sometimes has an opportunity to be teleported from place to place and things are very harmonious. There is a mixture of technology with the essence of communication of an individual where an individual may put his hand on a globe in his transportation vehicle and think himself and his belongings that he has in his transportation vehicle. He may think himself into the sky and into the other city. It is a mixture of an individual's own talent when they give up their body and one can think himself into another location instantaneously faster than the speed of light. It is a technology which has not been discovered yet on Earth. The creativity, the talent, the abilities of a spirit with technology to help an individual to transport and to achieve a life. It would be like somebody coming in from the year zero to the year 2010 and seeing all of these things that are practically unbelievable, like people talking on cell phones and getting through to each other. There is a lot of wonder. The difference between the third density world and the fourth density world, the ones we are thinking of, would have the ability to mix the human or the soul's abilities, such as teleportation or telepathy, to mix it with the materials which have the ability to take on the data from one's own mind and then to translate it into movement. There are certain other technologies 
that restricts the airways so people don't have accidents and crash into each other by thinking the same thoughts or thinking their vehicle in the same space. But it is a complex technology wherein an individual would get into his vehicle and be able to be one in some sense with his vehicle and be able to steer it by a thought and advanced GPS system. This is our answer. And what an interesting description of the next adventure. <laughs> I'll turn it back to you, Hi. Thank you. Thank you, Bonnie. So in the next part, we do, I think, something important, which is giving Mother Earth our love, our intention. with providing stability in those areas what is needed. And we have Jennifer in Greensburg, Pennsylvania, who daily studies the map for us, the global map of activities in relation to earthquakes and volcanoes. And she's going to guide us, take us on a tour, and point out those areas that we want to give our intentions. So please, Jennifer. Thank you, Hi. If you were new to the call, what we do, what I will do is guide us to the areas um, along the fault line. So if you have a map and wish to follow, you can certainly do so. Um, I typically use the USGS.gov map that's on their website. If you don't care to do that, just use your imagination. We're going to start right now in Hawaii, which I think everybody has some sort of an idea of where that is. It's right in the middle of the Ring of Fire. And this area is very, very geologically active. And today, <clears throat> we started to see earthquakes in the sea around the big island of Hawaii. I don't know what that means, um, but it's activity, so I don't think it means something good. So we want to send down calming love light energy to the area all around the big island, the seas and the volcanoes, and the uh, fault line underneath. And we did have um, still a swarm. It's Tahala. Now, this is on the southern side of the island, and it is south of the volcano Mauna Loa. Mauna Loa was quiet today. It didn't register anything. Um, but let's just take a moment and send them all of our love light, because they are really um, precipitous. Let's put it that way. They're... It could go either way with the, the uh, island. And the way we want it to go is towards calm. <laughs> so that's what we want to put out there. And now we're going to travel down in our imaginations. We're going to fly over down southward to the New Zealand 
region. And I say that tonight because there's a lot of islands that have different things going on. But I just want to point out to everybody that the islands in the <clears throat> trench that is runs through New Zealand today had a 5.8, two 5.2s, two 5.0s, and a couple of fours. So this area is being, well, one, one side is going under the other side, and it's being pushed upward. So the side is, is being going under. Not, the other side is pushing upward, and it's really creating havoc in this region. So we, we definitely want to send this New Zealand, the whole area around New Zealand and the seas. We want to send them more love, light, and calm. And now we're going to move westward along the fault line. And I want to mention that we just had a 5.7 in Papua New Guinea. And continuing westward, we come to Indonesia. And there were just a lot of fours in Indonesia today. Uh, 4.6 was the highest magnitude that I found in the area. And we do have two volcanoes that are erupting in the region, and that's Ibu and Dukono today. And then we're going to continue our little trek here up northward and we come to Taiwan we had a 4.1 and continuing northward towards Japan we had a 4.3 today so that's actually pretty quiet for Japan but we do have Sakurajima exploded with ash again this morning and Suenozajima is also erupting so we want to send those two volcanoes in Japan all of our calming loving energies And then we're going to come up to the Aleutian Islands and Alaska. We did have a 3.4 out on Kodiak Island and a 3.4 also on the mainland. In total, there were 79 earthquakes in Alaska today. Fortunately, most of them were just rumblers. And then we're going to continue along the fault line of the Ring of Fire down through Canada. There wasn't anything recorded today that I could find, but we do send them calm and love light because we know that they are in the same basic position as our West Coast. So then we're going to continue down to Washington. We have 2.8 in Hamilton, and that is up north of Seattle. And then we're going to Continue southward down into Oregon. We have 4.1 off the coast of Oregon. And this is on one of those fracture zones. That there's, there's several of them out there. But this is directly on one of those um, areas. And then we did have another low level, like a 2.0 in Bandon, in the sea off of Bandon, Oregon. And you may hear that if Oregon's upticks with activity, you may hear that band and name again because that has been in my, since I've been searching these um, pops up a good bit. Now we're going to continue down into California, and we did have a small earthquake 
uh, 1.7 off the coast of Petrolia. And then we're going to continue down southward um, to the geysers area. We had 34 <coughs> earthquakes today there. And we did have a 3.3. And that's a little bit higher. Usually they rumble in the two. We're going to continue down southward following the fault line, the San Andreas fault line down to San Francisco area today had a little bit of activity. There were a couple of low levels, and there was a 2.6 in this area. So as I'm speaking, you guys all be sending your love light down to them to calm that area. And then we're, I, I do want to mention Lake Tahoe, um, which is in the eastern part of California, bordering Nevada. Um, there were 18 earthquakes there today in the lake. There's a fault line that runs right through there, the largest of which was 3.2. So this could portend to something large. So let's just send them calming love light energy. And continuing south um, to Ridgecrest, low-level swarms, Long Valley Caldera, and we had two in Southern California. So that was probably a, about as good a day as we can have in California. And then I do want to send love light. I want us all to send love light to what I call the Caldera State, Idaho, family Idaho. Um, today had 13 earthquakes. Wyoming, West Yellowstone, Montana, Utah, and Idaho. Because these states all feed the Yellowstone area. And then we're going to continue southward down into, this would be Baja, California, just across the border. There was a 4.0, and this was on land. I don't think there's a lot of humans in that area, but nevertheless. And it's actually following the uh, fault line down through there. And then we're going to continue down into Mexico. And I know Baja, California is in Mexico, but <laughs> we're going to continue down southward, fours and threes. Guatemala had two uh, erupting volcanoes today, Fuego and Pacaya. And then we had a 4.0 in Panama at the Costa Rica border. And then before we leave this area, I do want to bring to everyone's attention Puerto Rico <clears throat> and Dominican Republic. It was actually kind of a quiet day. The largest I found there was 2.8, and there weren't as many earthquakes. And I do want us to send whatever energies that we can of love and calming to Soufrere the volcano that is erupting um, on one of the Caribbean islands called St. Vincent. It has literally covered this island in like five, six, seven, eight inches of ash and is still happening and it is very hard to be there for the humans that are there. And then we're going to come back over to South America. We had a 4.0 in Ecuador as well as Two volcanoes that are erupting, Reventador and San Jay. 
heading further southward towards Peru, we had a 4.8, and we also had Sabantaya erupting. Chile had some threes, and Argentina had a 4.2. And that sort of completes the ring of fire. So we're going to move on down to the very, very tip of South America. You will find Antarctica not too far south of that. And this area has, oh, geez, I don't even know how to count them. There's one, two, three different faults, four, five, I don't know. But down in this area today, just north of Antarctica, that we had a 5.0 in the South Shetland Islands. And then continuing a little further eastward, we had a 5.3 in the South Sandwich Islands. And then while we're in the region, we might as well take a ride on the Mid-Atlantic Ridge and send love, light, and calming. And I do want to make a stop in Africa. We have a 4.7 in, <clears throat> in Gabon today. And if you're not sure what this is, neither was I. But it is about smack dab in the middle of the country on the western side of the country. So if you know, what is the near? Um, Nigeria is a little bit further north. Cameroon is north. And then continuing, we're going to follow this fault line all the way up to the very, very top of the world. And then we're going to come back down and make a stop in Iceland and just send loving energy. Uh, their volcano is still erupting. It's, it's fun to watch because it shuts vents off sometimes and makes new ones, and it's, it's very interesting, and nobody's being harmed or injured by this particular instance. Um, so we just want to send Mother, Mother Earth love and light. And then we're going to come down to um, Europe and just at the uh, fault line that runs from the Mid-Atlantic Ridge, runs eastward all the way over and through the Mediterranean. And we had a 4.0 today, and this was near the, it's Portugal, but it's near the Azores. And then following Across Europe, um, oh, I wanted to mention the Strait of Gibraltar has been having swarms every day. They are low, but nevertheless, and it is on that same fault line that we just had the 4.0. And then we're going to zip across Europe today. They had quite a quiet day, actually. Spain, Italy had twos and less. Greece had a 4.0 in the Greek islands. <clears throat> but... Um, Typically today it was threes in Greece. Turkey was very quiet, it was just twos. Western Iran had a 4.8. And if we go north from this area up into, it would be like the western area of Russia, the Caucasus region had a 4.1. And that brings us right back to where we. Started, there's nothing between this 
Western Russia and the uh, Ring of Fire. So I will turn it back to ICE and say thank you, everyone, for participating. Thank you, Jennifer. So in the next part, all the phone lines will be unmuted, so we all have the opportunity to put something into this energy field on a global level. And after that, Wynn will do a closing part, overcoupling visualization, global issues that we as a group want to send our intentions for the highest good of all. Too. So let's see. Unmuted. Are unmuted. Well, since nobody's saying anything, I'll start. <laughs> I want to put everybody on the call in the love light. This is Jennifer from Greensburg. I want to put everybody on this call in the love light for healing, including our families and our dear loved ones and our pets as well. Um, I want to make a special mention of Wynn and Terry. We would like to send calming, loving energies to both of them and put a bubble of love light around both of them. And I also want to bring to our attention Monica and Larry, who really need healing from their medical issues. Cecil and Betty, our friend, Dr. Art, dear sweet Morgan, <laughs> and um, Sarah, that's Alicia's daughter, Tom in San Jose, Lauren, Carolyn and Wanda in Canada, White and Willow for healing, and Abby Antonio's the little doggy to put her in the love light for healing. And I would also like to put myself in the love light for healing. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Tom in San Jose asking that one be kept under protection, asking for support and protection for all the people working to expose the current election fraud. Special support and protection for Sidney Powell, Patrick Byrne, Lynn Wood, Mike Landell, and thank you. This is Lynn, and I would like to put the collective consciousness of planet Earth and into a positive field of energy that the amount of people that understand what's going on and have the ability to contribute to a positive future increase. I would like to ask for Coco, this is an emergency. He has to have the surgery for his teeth on Wednesday after 10 a.m., and I'm, he's much older, and I'm quite concerned. I would like a miracle. Thank you.
Muted. This is Wynn, and we're going to do our planetary visualization. And to start off with, I want you all to imagine this cloud of love descending on all of us on this line, coming from the sources that we communicate with. And as we do this, we ask that they contribute their energy to the intentions that we're going to express when it's for the highest good of all concern. We see this group energy, which is all of us and as many of them as they would assign to this project. And we mentioned in some of our sessions the Elohim have described themselves as energies, not bodies, that can expand to as big as a galaxy or as small as an atom. That's amazing and hard to believe, but over our experience of years, I do believe it's true. So, when we move our energy around, even though we're just a small group, we have huge, powerful forces behind us, helping us to implement what we're asking for. You know, Jesus said that ten people of high positive intent can move a mountain. So we see our group energy and we see it surrounding our planet. And we're going to send love light energy down to the surface of our planet, every square foot of it, asking to uplift anything that can be uplifted, to shift anything that can be shifted into a more positive state. And we particularly focus on the humans who are reaching to make a difference, a positive difference. The children who are most sensitive to this energy and least wise. And we 
put out the intent that as they get older, they get wisdom. And the animals of our planet, and particularly the pets, and the plants, from grass to trees, and everything in between, and the fish, and the sea life, and the dolphins, and the whales. And we give special thanks to the dolphins and whales who helped keep the energy fields around our planet operating. We go through the surface of the Earth into the interior of the Earth. And we're going to, we are sending this energy, we send this energy into the energy field of Earth. And asking, ask to help Earth heal her traumas and suffering. And we send gratitude to the earth for giving us this opportunity, hosting us in our experience of having physical bodies on her surface. We go to the energy waves that travel through the Earth that terminate in potential or manifesting earthquakes and volcanoes. And we send the energy of calm We go back to the surface of the Earth, and we briefly mention the three major earthquake zones, and Jennifer documented some of the activity in these zones, and we're just going to do the zones as a whole. We want to bring calm energy and ask for the most positive outcomes with reference to earth changes. We go to the Ring of Fire, the land masses surrounding the Pacific Ocean a big U-shape from New Zealand up to Alaska and everything in between, and Alaska to South America and everything in between. And we just see love light energy descending on that entire expanse 
penetrating through the ground into potential and experiential earthquakes and volcanoes. We go to the new Madrid Pole Line, centered in St. Louis and the surrounding states. And we see a column of light hundreds of miles in diameter penetrating through the earth in that whole area and bringing calm energy. We go to the Mid-Atlantic fault line in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, stretching thousands of miles from Iceland to the tip of South America. And we put a longitudinal column of light descending through the water into the ground underneath the water, bringing calm energy. And any other earthquakes, volcanoes, anywhere else on the planet, we ask our sources to help find them and send this energy of calm to them. And any earthquakes or volcanoes that need to happen to release stress of our planet, that they might happen gradually, released gradually, and away from population centers. We go to other things happening on our planet that are contracting the energy of love light. We start out with the coronavirus and, and its mutations and ask it to be rendered harmless. And we ask for the strengthening of human immune systems to resist outside influences that would cause illness. We go to the quality of fear. Many people are experiencing fear now because of all of the things happening on our planet in every area. Unpresented, unprecedented calamities. Dying of species.
weird things in the air. We just ask it all to be transmuted. And that the fear that humans have can be changed to love for the highest good and honoring their free will. We go to human suffering. People suffer because they don't have enough money. They don't have food. They can't take care of their families. And we ask to relieve the suffering. And we ask that there is enough compassion of people with resources to care enough to make a difference. 757. And we cover, we're on BBS tonight, so we're going to close the call in a couple of minutes. And we, I'm just going to mention, we're sending light to the conditions of drought and ask for rain, to the governments and asking for compassion, interventions, and no nuclear weapons be allowed to go off in this realm. And we bring the energy back to ourselves. We see the flow of energy through the universe landing on our rooftop and we invite it, if we want to, into our home, clearing any negative energy in our home and around our home. And we let that energy flow through our own bodies, opening up our own energies, clearing out our blockages, our traumas, and our past life incidents, karma, which are still impacting us. And we remind ourselves that we're each a part of the one infinite creator temporarily experiencing these bodies. And if you're on the conference line, we're going to end the verbal part of this call and leave the line open for those of you that want to continue holding this energy. Thank you all for being here, and thank you, BBS, for having us on tonight.